Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now. Holly. I finally got boobs and a butt back. And Scotty the body. Am I not as cool and good-looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. No, my tongue feels too big today. Only from Hot 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. Well, hello there. Hi. Hey. Before <laughs> I don't know. I felt like we all had different ways of saying it, so I wanted Might to well. bring in my own. Yeah. Hey. I would just love to just go into Scott's brain and just see, like, what is going on in there. <laughs> Like, I just am so curious. Um, I told you all a while about this show called Lock and Key that's on Netflix. And it was one of those shows that I, you know, binged in a couple of days. And it basically, uh, it's about this house that's in this family for generations. And they have these keys that can unlock doors, but they also can do, like, magical stuff. And one of the keys is, granted, it's magic, fantasy. That's okay. You can put it into the back of someone's neck. And then you turn it, and then you can basically hop inside their brain. Mm. And everyone's brain, like, what's inside is organized differently. Mm. And, like, one person, it was, like, a bar. One person, it was, like, an organized mall. Like, everything was, like, categorized. I gotta watch this show. It's really fascinating. I want to know, <laughs> what would the inside of Scott's head look like? I feel like it'd be a circus. It's, like, yeah. It would be like a circus with, like, little tents. Like, one tent would yeah. be, like, the fun house where things are, like, that's popping the, out. Where you feel like that's the main one? Yeah. yeah. That's the main one. Then there's all these little sub-sectors yeah. that there's are, like... There's, like, a, one that's, like, a little bit small but sort of dark and scary. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, okay. like, the one at the very back where it's, like, adult only. Yeah. You know? And you're just, like... I just... Because, like, this morning we were getting ready for the show and it was just, like, everybody's, like, doing their stuff. And then, Scott, you were just, like, singing and you were, like, dude, dude. Now, mind you, in the studio, before we start the show at 5.50, it sounds like this in the studio. <clears throat> Holly, do you have your tease for Hollywood? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scott, do you have the audio for Trainwreck? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Savage love! And I'm like... <laughs> That's exactly it's what it sounds. Five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, what's going through your brain? I'm so curious. I don't. I think in those moments, like, I literally, I have ways of just keeping myself like pushing through, like just doing tasks, or like I whistle to keep my attention. I sing mm. because. Well, I also do a lot of things because I love the reactions of other people, and I find it so funny to just do the most weird and random crap that just throws other people off. Where it's like, I want that reaction of like. The hell did you just do? Scott is like the walking embodiment, and I hope to God I'm using this term right. Mm. I think I am. Oh, God. He is the walking embodiment of a non sequitur. I don't know what that is. Explain that, Holly. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. Holly's like, hold on. Let me pull up the definition. I I feel like I'm pretty smart most of the time, but I want to double check because I, if this is what I think it is, it's exactly you. Uh, Let's see. Well, I also do have like a lot of like, internal energy mm-hmm. and it takes so much for me not to do those things and i do it sometimes because i know the mood <laughs> and if i don't feel like it's a good time i won't yeah mm. but that also take like i literally have to be like don't whistle don't sing yeah don't make which, a noise okay and two things so bef- as i get to this definition of non sequitur 
you also, that's like your own, it's almost like meditation. So if yeah. you're meditating, your brain starts to go in another direction and your whole point of meditating is to harness that thought, bring it back in and be like, no, we're not doing that right now. We're meditating. That's what meditation is. Yeah. So, uh, but that's like your daily. So like your brain is like over here, over there, over here. And I feel like whistling or singing or something is your mental faculties being like, get it together. We're here. We're focused on work. We're not mm. We're not looking at, you know, what's going to happen this afternoon. So it's like your version of getting yourself back in line. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that's why I do it when I'm working because I'm like, okay, if I'm like doing the audio right now and I'm like have something like I'm singing something or saying something, like I'm purely focused on that. Okay. So hmm. per Merriam-Webster, oh, the right. second definition of non sequitur is a statement that does not follow logically from or is not clearly related to anything previously said. Mm. So like right. you're so random, I feel like you're a non sequitur. So like we're doing all this stuff. I'm like Hollywood. You're like Savage. <laughs> like <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. And I thought that when you debuted your new um, song today for selling, Scotty, mm. you know, sings to sales. So in the in the song itself, you're like all over the place. Yeah. Like you're talking about the couch, but then you're talking about something totally different. And I'm like non sequitur. That's Scott. Mm. Just that nothing has to do with anything else. It's just a bunch of funny random stuff yeah i want especially for the song that if you're listening to this and didn't listen to the show it's on the it's on my instagram at scott tavlin at miguel and holly on instagram but i wanted to add that the little background things like a real rap track there's like a hype man in the background wait a second what's scotty selling now You've been chilling at home, just doing your work. But True. you've been sitting so long that your, your back, back starts, starts to hurt. hurt. But okay. you can't lay down because you might fall asleep. That's, That's why, why you need this lounge chair to make your life sweet. See, this lounge chair is like the best all-in-one. Yeah. You can sit and do work or, or just cut up for fun. fun. Okay. It's the best lounge chair that you ever did. Oh, so slide up in my DMs and let the world know. I want that lounge chair. What? Could you give it to me now? I want yeah. that lounge chair. What? To put up in my house, I need yeah. that lounge chair. What? So I could just lay down. This lounge chair makes the world go round. Once you first lay down. You'll be feeling the pleather It's like sitting on a cloud But this chair could do it better So slide up in my DMs And let me know If you want this lounge chair Hit the Venmo Word Okay I'm out of here Time to go sip some milk True what? Eat a salad What? Peace. That's what I mean Sip some milk I love it Because it's just like I I don't know I get such joy Out of just being so goofy And yeah. dumb in those moments Because I love, I love The whole point is like It's going to catch you by surprise And I love doing those things For people Because it's like You're listening to this You're like yeah Then it's like wait What the hell did you just say But that's you in real life yeah. too yes. like, Yeah That's my daily thoughts Of like okay How can I either make a situation Like dumb or funny And it also depends on my My surroundings Like I don't do it all the time But like like, this job, I really like this job, and I really like being around y'all, so it just naturally comes out. But mm. if I'm in, like, a new crowd and I right. read the room and I'm like, uh-uh, <laughs> these people can't handle all that, especially if I meet new people, because that's mm. sometimes a problem. Because they I don't meet. know. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember when my buddy, we were in our last year of college, and he brought his, like, he just got this girlfriend, and he was bringing her to the house, and we had to have a conversation before, because he knows me, and he's known me since I was, like, in nine, and he's like, hey, <clears throat> bringing someone over, so... And he had to warn her of, like, hey, when you meet Scott, like, it could either go, like, he could be chill, but he also could be, like, 100%, and you got to be ready for it. And so he had to, like, warn her, just, hey, when you walk in, it's going to be a lot. And it was. Oh, wow. But, I mean, that's what you're walking you're into. The you're the person be. that other people have to warn their friends about. Yeah, mm. but it, not all the time. Not all the time. Well, that's I, why they got to warn them, because well, you never know. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. Like, I think if my girlfriend listened to this, she'd be like, what? 
Because usually with her, it's like, you know, well, sometimes it's all over, but most of the time I am chill. Mm-hmm. But then there's just something else that takes over where it's like, I don't really think about it. It just happens where I'm just like, boop, 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 boop. I do remember, speaking of Mary, there was a time when we were at a uh, bar club gig uh, last year. Mm. And there was like some people dancing and Mary was there because you guys were still, you know, in school, I think, mm. actually. <clears throat> so this was a while ago. And we're there and Mary's got her drink and Scott <laughs> I is know dancing. And he's oh, yeah. like doing the worm or some like break dancing, twerking, twerking in the middle of a circle of dancer. Like he is the straight up center of the circle doing yeah. these crazy dance moves. Mm-hmm. And you look over at Mary and she's got her drink and she's just sort of like, what the fuck is my life? <laughs> like she's kind of smiling, but it's like that awkward like Chrissy Teigen at the Oscars right, like, smile ooh. where she's like, what is this? my person right now and it's so funny because scott's having the time of his life <laughs> yeah like that's just like that's purely me i love that dynamic in our relationship because it's like i feel like it legit switches as soon as we get just with each other i'm not the weird one anymore she's the weird one that's doing like weird crap but if i go in front of a crowd i'm like i literally can't even control it i'm like oh my god there's eyes <laughs> Bring all the attention. Oh, my God. Well, I feel like as entertainers, as people that put it, that puts it out there, you have to let your person have that spotlight, you know, because like I noticed that, you know, when I go home, like I turn (laughs) off, like I have an off button and it used to be on all the time, but there's definitely, especially right now in this moment in life, my butt, I I turn to off. (laughs) And so then like when my boyfriend gets home He'll be like, doot, 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 doot. Only one of you can doot, doot at once. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's in any relationship. Yes. I have a person, and the two of us cannot doot, doot at the same time. No, no do, because do, if do, you doot, doot together, then it's just too much doot, doot. And you got <laughs> a lot of the doot, doot needs to calm the doot the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> you like last night, I was in such a bad mood, and I, I was just like, let me do the stereotypical, I'm a drink away, I'm a problem type of thing. Right. So I'm just like, Stony silence. <laughs> I'm just going through like my, you know, my drinks and whatever, and I'm on my phone. I'm looking at Insta. And I'm playing my stupid game that I don't even play that much anymore. But it was, it was on yesterday. So I'm just sitting quietly, and then I hear from the bathroom. My person was in the shower, and I hear um, uh, that song that the king sings from Hamilton. Mm, Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You'll be back. Da 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 and it's like loud. And I was like, see, I can't be the doot dooter right now because I have King George in the bathroom. My doot doot's on zero. right. And that's like I feel bad. Like during the week, my boyfriend Abe, we will be watching TV after dinner. And sometimes he'll just like before the thing starts, he'll be like, hey. And he'll sit real close to me and I'll be like, can you get (laughs) the fuck off me? But then like on the weekends when like I've actually had some sleep and I'm like a normal person. Why does it always come down to sleep? Right. And then I'm like, hey, and he's like, get the fuck off me. No, it's kind of sad you can't do it at the same time because then like that's the same way with me on the weekends. Then I'm I'm rested. Right. But yesterday I was in such like a just a crabby mood. He was even like. Do you want a hug? And I was like, Mm-mm. don't touch. I was just quiet for a second. I just stared at him, and he's like, no, no. I was like, yeah, no, I don't want you to touch me. Yeah, I'm gonna just go sit over here. Some, it's so weird. <laughs> it's weird. 
it is like how sometimes you can be like, I want love and affection. I want attention. And then sometimes you're just like, can you sit on the other side of the couch right now? Like, like I don't even, just, just don't touch me. I, I need a bubble. Like, do you feel that, Scott, ever? Or is this just no, like. No, absolutely. Please. And again, like if my Mary ever listens to this, she's going to be like, yes. Because I, not many people see it. Maybe three, four in my life will see me get in moods where mm. I'm like, I, I can shut off and I can get pissed. And I do. And it's weird because I think it's I have very opposite spectrums where I'm like this, where I'm in a very high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and like you know, if usually I don't think anything will set me off today. But in like an hour, I could be like just like, fuck this, and <laughs> just upset. Or like since I usually am alone now, I'm like, well, I'll just kind of just be in my thoughts. But if I'm alone, it's much easier to take myself out of it because I'm like, what the fuck's the point? There's no outlet. But if I was with my girlfriend, that would mm. be my outlet to be like either – well, let me just complain about this for a second, or if there's something I don't like, let me get on my high horse. Is she now? While you're that way, is she like the opposite? Is she like, hey, or is she she's also? Been, she's good at understanding how I roll. Mm. Like in those moments, like I, if I'm feeling what I'm feeling, like I don't want to be talked down. I don't mm. want to be told that it's okay. Just let me feel. You it. don't need a pep talk. Nope, I'm good. Oh. I will walk myself through it. Okay. I'm good. Mm. Just yeah. And honestly, she's done good because it's like more so like checks in. All right, you're there. Right. I'm going to let you be. Yeah, mm. you got to do it. Even though, like, my first reaction when someone is that way is to be like, well, can we fix it? Right. Like, let me that's, talk yeah, it yeah. out. Let mm-hmm. me fix it. But sometimes that's that's not appropriate. Yeah, no, because I could think myself through it and be all right. But she's figured out how to be like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, you know, either stay quiet or what's the real route? Got it. Cool. You'll be good in a couple minutes. That's one of the interesting things I feel like about learning your partner is how to deal with them in stressful times or, like, when they're stressed. And I've had to learn that, like you, Holly, I always want to be the fixer. Mm -hmm. And so when he comes in and he's like, this happened and this happened, ah! And when we first got together, I'd be like, well, here's some solutions. Yeah. And then there was, like, one time he was, like, going off. And I was like, well, and he was like, I just want to complain. You don't have to have an answer. You don't have to fix it. I just want you to listen. And it can be worse because then you're like, that's not where my mind is right now. I'm Let like, me just be ah. mad. So yeah. now I'll be like, do you want me to be in listener mode right. or do you want advice mode? Let right. me know yes. which mode I can be in and then I can be your receptacle. Which switch in the back of Miguel's head <laughs> do we need to put it on? That's the That's question. literally what I had to figure out with me. As soon as we, like, we went into long distance mode, like, because usually like if you're upset, like I'm going to be like, oh my God, what did I do? Oh, right. yeah. Holy crap. And it's like, I've gotten in so many fights where it's like, it's not you. I'm and it's like, not even about you. No, it's nothing close. But now that we're in long distance and she could be stressed out about an exam or something, it's like pissed. And I'm like, okay, like I'll just literally sit on the phone like in quietness because like I'm like, I know you just want to process. Like yeah. that's cool. Just process. I'm not going to say anything because you're in a whole different world right now. Don't even know what it's like. You'll be all right in a couple minutes. Yeah, it's, I mean, just relationships in general. I mean, we talked about it on the last podcast about, you know, communication, but there's so many facets to relationships. And especially I'm learning when you've been in it for so long about, you know, how to exist together. And like, you know, I think it's healthy to have separate lives, but then at the same time, like be able to come together Mm -hmm. and like lift each other up at the right moments. Um, Because, like, right now I'm going through this phase where I am feeling, you know, a little bit heavier than normal weight-wise. And so it's sort of, like, affecting me wanting to, like, be around people. Because we live in Florida and people have pools and boats and beaches and you can socially distance there. Which is so unfortunate because 
you're doing that to yourself. Right. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And it's really, it's so unfortunate because I'm sure everybody would like to see you and you probably would like to see other people, mm-hmm. but you're like, nope, I'm in my box it's that I made. Yeah. I'm right. going to put box. myself right in this box. Right. That I can barely fit in because I'm fat. No, I'm kidding. See, um, that's what I'm saying. But I will tell you, and I wanted to do it for a couple of days before I talked about it on the podcast or the show, is I have actively been trying to work on my self-talk. Mm. Yes. Thank so, you. Oh, that's so good. I've at like in uh, I I think there was like a meme that I I saw or that I shared and I was like, "All right, bitch. Like you share all this stuff, mm. but you're not truly taking it to heart. So you need to quit." And it's like it sounds good, but your own brain is like right. for others. Right. Exactly. Not <laughs> for me. Need this. Not for me. you. Be nice. Oh, it, I did share it. It was one of my like Miguel's, you know, thoughts Monday thoughts, day. thoughts of the day that I post every morning. For other people, apparently. Not right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so if you don't on uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram at Miguel Fuller and on my uh, like page on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Radio Miguel. I'll post every early morning a little thought. So what happens? I wake up, I go to the bathroom, and then I'll just, and it's sort of like a good meditation Mm. to go through. Like I have several accounts that I follow of like positive affirmations, and um, I'll go through them and I'll find one that I feel like either speaks to me or that'll speak to other people, and then I'll uh, post it on my story and then on my Facebook page. And I've started sharing them on the uh, Hot 101.5 and the Miguel and Holly Facebook page mm-hmm. in the morning. And the comments have been like 90.9% positive. They're right. like, oh, my God, thank you. It speaks to me. Yeah. And the other day, someone was like, is Miguel okay? Because he keeps sharing all this stuff. And I'm wondering, is he okay? That person is very astute because when I was going through a very rough time post-divorce, mm. I realized that I would share a lot of those memes, right. like a lot of the inspirational mm. ones. Mm-hmm. And so I came to the conclusion, scientific, of course, because I've done no research, but I like to claim that I have. <laughs> uh, when a person starts sharing a lot of inspirational memes and quotes, they're going through something. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, I would start to notice other friends that were going through divorce but right. had not publicized it yet. Mm. And I, I remember I had, we have a radio friend in Seattle, and he kept posting memes and memes, and I was like, wait a minute. So I reached out to him, and I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, let me just tell you, Alice, uh, I'm getting divorced, and I'm blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's it. Yeah. So it confirmed my hypothesis that when you're going through <laughs> something, and it doesn't have to be a breakup yeah. or, or, you know, a divorce or anything like that, right. but when you're going through something mm-hmm. a lot of times your subconscious even is like looking to make sense of it mm-hmm. so you're just you're putting that content out because it makes so much sense to you might as well make sense to everybody oh yeah and i think when i started doing this this is right around the time um a f- couple years ago i think i've been doing this where i wasn't very happy with what was happening but behind the scenes here at work mm-hmm. and i just felt like i wasn't being heard and i was just i felt very stifled and frustrated And, you know, we work in a business to where we get paid to give our opinions, but you can't give opinions about the stuff that's actually sometimes happening because of the people that pay you. Right. And you can't always just divulge the stuff that you want to divulge. I mean, obviously, that's just how it is status quo wise. Right. You can't always be so honest. Right. Because of, you know, the social constructs. Right. Because somebody else signs your paycheck. So um, the only way that I could, like, feel like I – because I'm a person – to where I will always, no matter you know what happens with our radio show or podcast or anything, I've got to be able to voice what I'm feeling and get those thoughts out. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, the way to do it was to post sort of memes about feeling unappreciated or people not seeing you. And yeah. so then it started to turn into, you know, my every morning thoughts things. Um, but now, like, literally, there'll be weeks where nothing really is speaking to me. Yeah. But it's for other people. Yeah. Um, but one of the ones I shared this week where it talked about, you know, you should be kinder to yourself. Mm. And I think mm. it was at the beginning of the week. And I was like, oh, okay. I remember that morning. I was like, well, that's very true. We should all do that. And I shared it. And then throughout the course of the day, I was just feeling the weight of the weight that I've put on. Because there are some days where, like, I don't feel the weight that I've put on. And then there are some days where I can feel my thighs rub together or I feel like my shirt is gathering up around my 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 man boobs or I can feel like my back rolls kind of rub together. And I, I totally, haven't felt that in a long time. I am on that same boat, by yeah. the way. I think a lot of people are. Oh, my God. I mean, like, especially like when I lay on my side and I'm like, what is this grasp of fat that I'm hanging <laughs> on to right here? I didn't used to have that, but now I do. Right. And I'm just like, no, I mm. would like I'm like. I'm still proud of my body right? because it's getting me through this crazy time. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can turn the tide, but you have to do it uh, purposefully. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. And that's why, you know, I've noticed over the past couple of weeks, um, whenever, you know, friends have invited us out to their boat or pool or whatever, and I've been like, well, I don't really want to go. Um, and then, like, when we do, like, our TikTok videos every week, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, they're so funny. And all I can see is, like, my stomach has grown back again or my man boobs or my back rolls and like that's all I see yeah I don't see anything else and like you the, can now you can't even see anything else like it's pin vision like right you're looking at it through a pin like the this morning on the segment when we debuted the video like and then there's a shot of me on the couch like I don't know what we like what happened after that because oh, all man. I could focus on that's was so that sad because that is a great little cameo like mm. it looks First of all, it's it the purpose is served. It's hilarious right. the fact that you're actually joining in on finally one of Scott's things. Right. And frankly, it's sexy. Mm. I mean, period. Right. And see, but it's so interesting because like I see it mm -hmm. and I'm like, who let that fat bitch on there? I know. That's what I see. Uh, and, that's your self talk. And so yeah. yep. and I so I saw that meme this week, be kinder to yourself. And then my boyfriend is so sweet because I really try not to even joke about how I view myself because I know that it makes people uncomfortable when you call yourself those names. Because and you, what are you supposed to do as the right. other person? Exactly. Like when someone's calling themselves fat or I'm fat or I've gained weight, like everyone's like, Ooh. They're, they're like, like, I don't know. Well, I don't, I mean, maybe you did, but it doesn't mean you look bad. And I don't, what should I be laughing? Should right. I say, no, you didn't? Like what is the reaction? Mm. Right. And so I think it was Monday or Tuesday I shared it. And I was on a bike ride this week and I was going past a house or a business that had the type of like reflective mirrors. Yeah. And as I was riding by, I looked at myself and I was like, you know, look at this person cycling in the middle of the Tampa heat. Yeah. Doing the damn thing. Good for you for getting on your bike. Mm -hmm. See? And That's I was like, it. so slowly I'm trying to work on that. Yeah. It's a process. Because your brain doesn't know the difference, by the way, when you're joking or not. Mm, right. Your brain true. isn't really privy to sarcasm. 
Nope. Uh, so when you say things like that are so derogatory, like look at that fat bitch over there, right? Your brain's like, "Yep, there we go again, another tick in the fat bitch department." Mm-hmm. And like you're trying to make a joke out of it, but your brain's like, "Okay, let me just feel worse about myself." Right. And meanwhile, to just of course make this just tied up in a neat little bow, you would never, never say that out loud. To someone else. Right. Like, let's say I'm riding my bike. Right. And I've gained weight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, technically one could say, look at that fat bitch over there. Right. Miguel would never be like, look at that fat bitch talking mm. about me. Right. Could you imagine? Right. Like, be like, ooh, girl, you looking real hefty on that bike, honey. Like, how does that sound even coming out of your mouth? Right. You're like, like that's I, shocking. Right. And I don't even think that. Right. So, like, I would never say it. I don't even think that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, let's say that you did think it, and you're right. like, oh, maybe Holly's getting a little weight. But you would never say it. Like, I, I, I can feel the uncomfortableness for you right. I'm like, of what it would be like to call your friend something like that. Right. Why would you treat yourself that way? Yeah. Like. It's true. That is so, like, so horrid that you would say that to someone else. You wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Then why would you say it to yourself? Right. It's true. I mean, and when you really let it internalize and you think about it and you're like, oh my God, like how have I continued to let myself treat myself like that? Correct. Then you turn around and you expect other people to treat you kindly when you've been beating yourself up this entire time. Yes. What the fuck? So there was a lot of realizations and I'm working through it. And so one of my sort of I'm pushing myself through it is um, we're going out with some friends that we've been wanting to hang out for a while. Um, these are people that I haven't seen in months. Mm. Um, and so we're going out on their boat tomorrow. And these are people that I would put in like the very fit category. And these are people that in the past um, I would have been like, well, and I almost tried to ba- back out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, Abe, I don't know. Maybe can we do something else? And he was like, you look good. We're fucking going. Good for him. And I was like, but are you sure? So I was like, maybe I'll have a vodka drink before we go. So it's to me, I, I'm looking at this process that I'm going through sort of like when I was my first year out of college, like you, Scott, and I was working at Clear Channel in Savannah And I was miserable and I hated everything about that job, about what was happening. I can look back now and see that it was actually a great opportunity and I learned a lot. Yeah, but that doesn't make the day-to-day fun. Right, because like you, Scott, like when I walked out of college, I was like, where's my morning show? Whereas (laughs) I'm ready to host my morning show. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, all right, I got to learn a lot. But I just felt so bad. And I remember every, I was just negative, negative, negative. And then there was a girl who was a few years older than me. Her name was Leslie. Leslie Boyle. Uh, She was a salesperson there. And for Christmas that year, she gave me The Secret. And I remember devouring it over the holidays. And it's about the law of attraction. You know, what you think is what you bring back. Yes, I believe in that. I do. And I remember when everybody came back to work after the uh, beginning of the year, I was like, all right, you're going to try it for a week. Every negative thought, you're going to replace it by a positive thought. Yeah. I remember the first day I was exhausted Mm -hmm. because I was using so much. That's how much negative stuff I was talking to myself that I was exhausted at the end of the day. And then it just it was every day it would just get better. And I would have to remind myself positive, positive, positive. And then that's how when you met me, Holly, I was like. 
have been using the secret. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like I have to revert back to that for my You're inner thoughts right now. You're going to have to do now. the hard work of starting that structure again. Yeah. Because you've let it come down. Like you've mm-hmm. beaten yourself up so much that that doesn't really exist for you anymore. Right. And it is hard work. Any sort of mental change that you want to bring about, because people can absolutely change, and it's so short-sighted for people to be like, well, people never change. Mm-mm. Or they say, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Right. Or, you know, lazy is as lazy does. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they say that. But, you know, they, they, sh- they could say that. I really want lazy is as lazy does <laughs> to be a thing. I don't know what it means, I but either. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Lazy is as lazy, lazy does. does. It, it could make sense. I'm, I'm not going to think about it too much uh, right now. We though. need to get that on a shirt for COVID times. <laughs> lazy is as lazy does. With a platypus in there the background. Go. Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, that. But you, th- I lost my point. Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, so wait. So you say all these things and um, like they, the, uh, they basically reference that people cannot change. Right. If someone has cheated in a relationship, they are going to cheat in all relationships. If someone is one way, that's just how they are. And people can use it on the other side, too. That's just how I am. Right. Oh, is it? I ain't going to change. Well, that's, you don't want to. Right. You've decided that you like being an asshole, Mm -hmm. and you're just going to do the asshole path in life. That's your choice. Obviously, you can do that, but you're choosing it. Mm. You cheated once. Maybe you it like blew up your world and you're like, wow, that is not happening again. I learned my lesson. Mm. And then you put the work in to change. Right. So saying that someone, if they did one bad thing, they're always going to do bad things. Mm-mm. No, that's short-sighted and wrong. So that mental work, though, to make to put it back to your point, the mental work that you have to do to change is a lot. And maybe that's why people that are assholes just don't want to put the work in. They're probably lazy assholes. There you go. Because you don't want to put the- Lazy is as lazy does. Amen. Mm. You don't want to put the work in to change yourself because it is so hard. You get into these ruts of negative self-talk or, you know, numbing yourself with drugs or alcohol or whatever, and that's kind of just where you stay. Right. You're you're rut right there because that's what you know and you're used to and, and, you know, uh, it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. In order to hop out of that rut, you do have to do hard work and make yourself uncomfortable and, and you know, learn stuff. Right. All of that takes up emotional and mental strength, and it's exhausting. But, you know, when you're on the other side of it, you feel so much better. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm saying you should. Right, yeah. It's just that it's, it's hard work. Of it's course. like, okay— it's like if you want to do have a better body and you're like you jump into that rut of like, all right, I'm going to commit to going to the gym or I'm mm. going to commit to a new um, eating plan. Right. That's hard. Yeah. And but then the benefits are great on the other side of it. Same thing with mental stuff. So mm. if you're trying to stop negative self-talk, you have to put yourself on a diet of no negative self-talk. Right. And any kind of change is difficult. No, it's true. I mean, I, I always think about. When I was younger and I was in middle school and high school and I was in special ed and I used to always feel like I was not smart. Mm. I was not smart because I didn't learn like other kids and my talents at the time, especially in middle school, did not lend themselves to like what 
you're learning and what you're doing in middle school. The standards. Yeah, this, exactly. The standardized tests and stuff like that. You know, but if you, if especially language arts class or whatever, anything where I had to get up and give a presentation and talk and communicate, I was always like A+. And then it wasn't until I got to college that I realized that, you know, a lot of the people that I went to high school with who were like really smart, I remember chatting with them and they were like, I'm having a really rough time in college and high school was so easy. Whereas like I was struggling. I was struggling in high school to get through, even though I was in special ed. And when I got to college, even though they told me that I was not, they told me at the beginning of high school, you will never be able to go to a regular four-year university. You do not have the intellectual capacity to get a four-year bachelor's degree. so wrong. Insane. And then I got to college and I was like, oh, I know that I got to work my butt off, Mm -hmm. but I can do it. And so I was, oh, this is good, girl. It wasn't easy, but it wasn't a challenge because I'd already acquired those skills of what it means to like go the extra effort and to go ask for help and to go do this sort of stuff. Um, And so then I started to finally see, okay, maybe you're not stupid. Maybe you are smart. And then it was when I, after college, when I really got, I read a lot because, you know, when you're poor and out of college, you ain't got a lot to do. You read a lot because I worked at Barnes & Noble part time. And there was this really intriguing story that I used to read probably once a year or every other year. And it is about this gay man. I think it takes place in like the 80s or 90s where he comes from this really poor family. He becomes a hairdresser, and he meets this really rich guy who's in the closet. His wife has died, but he has three kids, Mm. but he's in the closet, and they start dating secretly. And then one day, the rich man takes this poor hairdresser, Twink, and says, brings him to the house for the first time, and he meets the kids. And he meets all these kids, and he's like, all right, take care of the kids. And he's like, wait, what? What? This is... I didn't sign up for kids. I didn't sign up for your rich life. I'm just this poor trailer trash boy. So then the story uh, evolves over time. And then they're like 20 years later, he's helped raise these kids. And to me, one of the things that I took away from it is he learned to become a part of that world, that, you know, sophistication or that um, classy world where he like learned about wine and he learned Mm. about fine dining and about traveling. And what really spoke to me is that you don't have to be where you come from, Mm -hmm. that you can learn to do better. And of course, in the book, they break up later on. And of course, the like rich original guy, you know, hurls insults of like, you know, you were always trailer trash and you tried trying to, you know, get to where you where it would hurt. Exactly. But then they, they make up later on their friends. But to me, that spoke to me so much because when you were when I was a poor kid going to these rich schools And I was poor, and then I felt like I wasn't smart enough. So my negative self-talk goes back a long fucking time. And so it's really been a process for me to get to this point to where, you know, there are times where I'll be like, okay, Miguel, don't be dumb. But it's like, I don't, I, I, I understand that I'm not that way, that I just learned differently. But I just remember that book really helped me understand that I didn't have to be a certain way that if I wanted to improve myself that I could. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was hard to do. Yeah. But you you were better for it. Right. You made your life better. You you made your life what you wanted it to look like. Yes. And, and so I don't know if other people that may be in your situation that haven't gotten out of that rut, I don't know if it's that they never had like a thing like that book. Right. To 
to show them mm. or someone else who believed in them. Right. Or just the the capacity to be like, it's too hard. I don't, I, I'd rather not. Yeah, because it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. I was just talking to a friend yesterday. Um, remember Camila yes. from Panama City? Oh, my gosh. How is she? She's doing well. I just talked to her yesterday. Was she, was she in Panama City still? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, she moved to California for a bit. Someone That's I right. knew. She actually hired me part-time way back in the day. We were oh. in Panama City, and I was, like you, Scott, part-time. Didn't have any money. Was living with Holly. Could barely pay her rent. Um, I got a part-time job at a sunglass store, oh. and she was my manager there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, like, the same age. Um, but we were talking yesterday and she's going on this, a new business adventure. And she said that because <clears throat> she's still working retail. And she was like, this time in this pandemic has really showed me that I've almost let like half my life slip by working retail. And there's so many things I wanted to do with my life. And I'm like mid thirties almost. And I haven't done any of the things I want to do. Mm. Now it's time. And so mm-hmm. now she has all these projects that she's working on. And I'm like, yes, I was some like, how can I help you? What can I do? Because there's so many people I remember from Panama City, from when I was at my two year school in Douglas, Georgia, who were just so talented and they were smarter or funnier or just all these talents. But they were scared to, like, leave that comfort of that small town or their parents or their family. And it always just broke my heart that these people Mm. with so much potential were just, I I hate to use the term waste away. Yeah, because they're choosing to. Right. Because I have a, a, my, one of my radio mentors who is so good and so talented, and I just really love him, he made up his mind, I mean, early on, an active decision, not even a passive one, an active decision that he doesn't want to move anywhere, so he's Mm. just going to do the best he can in this tiny-ass podunk town in Ohio. Mm. He's still amazing in this podunk town and thankfully has been able to find, like, a couple radio jobs because, you know, you're going to get fired from somewhere right? uh, in this same said town. But I'm like... The world was his oyster, mm. and he literally could have gone anywhere. But then, right. then that's where you get into like, but did he want to? Right. I mean, I mean, if you're happy there, right? I mean, we have a friend um, who we just chatted with, um, who used to work in Panama City, who was our intern at one point, mm. who is in uh, Daytona. Oh, that's right. She does morning radio there, right. and like she was sort of about three or four years ago. Yeah, she was like gearing up to like make that leap from a small town, beach town like Daytona, right, to like a big city to do yeah, radio. And she was, she's totally would do it. Like, oh my god, you yes. just have to put yourself in front of the right people, and right. you'll be there. Like, right. she's so good. Right, and then she met a guy that got engaged, and she's like, "I'm gonna stay here." Yeah, and my first reaction because we were in a group text with her, mm-hmm. was like, oh, girl, really? You want to stay there? And I'm like, wait a minute. She could be the queen of the castle at that radio station in that city. She has a voice. People listen to her. She can give back. She can help. She yeah. can raise her family. You don't necessarily have to be beholden to what I, what my view yeah, of success yeah. is. And what um, what society's view is. Whereas, like, right. you go up and up and up, right. but maybe that's not fulfilling for you. I just like to see people fulfill Whatever mm-hmm. potential, I guess, they choose to take. Because so, anybody could do anything. That's right. That's the long and short of it. But some people 
I mean, and I, I say this, I don't, there's no easy way to say this. It's not PC, but like, let's say a janitor, right? right. Not that that is less work than right. anything else. I'm right. just saying, you know, as a janitor, maybe you wanted to be, you know, other things in life, or maybe you just really wanted to be a janitor. Right. Maybe you really enjoy cleaning. Yes. Like that is your, you're like, this is how I show love. Right. This gives me the schedule flexibility, whatever it is. Right. So, I mean, in that way, that person may be fulfilling the potential that they want to fill. Mm-hmm. This is real complex. It is. I mean, it's, real it's, complex. it's very layered because, yeah. and I feel like that as a parent, that's going to be something that I would, I would have trouble with is my view of success is to keep pushing What's the bigger job, the bigger salary, the bigger house, the best car, the the most money in your savings account? What does that look like? But I'm kind of at that point now where I'm like, is it what I truly want or is that what society yeah. is telling me that I, I should yeah, have? Where does that idea come from? Is that because, you know, the rich people that you grew up around, that, right. that was success to you then? Right. Or does that what Miguel Fuller actually feels best about? I think for me, the conclusion I've come to right now, and it could change, Mm. is security and um, opportunity. Mm. What I've learned in getting to sort of this next level where, you know, like I told my mom how much money I made and she was like, what? Mm. What? I yeah." She was shocked because that wasn't even a possibility in her life. Correct. At that time. And I know and I can tell now from how I grew up is it allows me to be able to find, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't have to be stressed all the time. You're comfortable? I'm comfortable, yeah. Where I can find, if I want to find peace, if I'm like, I'm feeling stressed today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a mental health day. Yeah. I'm going to go get a massage and a pedicure. Obviously, pre-COVID. Right. Um, I have the opportunity and the access. 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 That's 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 the word I'm looking for. Access. When you have, for me, when you have money, you have access to be able to do things that make you happy. Yes. But when you are poor and you don't have that money, for me, I can't do the things that I would want to to make me feel better. There's a, there's always a constant strain. Right, right. And so that's what has pushed me so much in my life to do better so I can have those things. Like when I would go, and not saying, and I and I, I really want to stress this. This is delicate, though. That's okay. Keep it is, talking. because I don't want someone who, you know, is not making a lot of money to be like, well, thanks a lot, Miguel. I guess my life is shit. Absolutely no, not. No. Because there are so many people that are like, listen, I'm happy with my salary and my apartment and my babies or my partner, and I'm living a very fulfilled life. Correct. And that is fine. But for me, seeing friends go on vacation and seeing them, fe- perfect example, senior of high school, um, a lot of my friends were able to go for their last spring break to PCB, oh. first time I'd ever heard of PCB before I lived there. Gotcha. Or Destin or Cancun or whatever. I spent my senior year spring break of high school working um, at this consulting firm from this lady at my church and filling out my FAFSA mm. for college. And so by the end of spring break, I was tired. 
By the time Monday rolled around after spring break, everybody came back with tans and remember shell necklaces. Poop, yeah, the puka shell necklaces. Right, and then like the girls had like had their hair braided. The white girls had their hair braided in cornrows, and they were like, "Ooh, girl, PC was so fun, girl." And I was like, "It must be fun when you don't live there." Okay, right. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, I filled out my fast for girl. Yes, I'm tired, bitch. Mm. Yep. And that's what really struck me is like, I want to be able to live a life where if I want to go on vacation, if I want to experience a different culture, I have the access to be able to do that. Agreed. I'm 100% the same way. 100%. So I hope that doesn't come off. No, it doesn't. Because again, some people choose to be where they're at. Right. And they're okay with that. Right. And I like, honestly, you know, there was a point when we made less money than we're making now. And I thought I'm good with this. Right. And then, you know, we're very lucky and our career progressed. And I was like, well, I'm definitely very okay with this. I'm going to get some more. Right. But like at that time I was like, I finally feel comfortable. Right. Like where I'm not like, you know, pulling my hair out every single month I do bills mm. because I'm like so stressed where my next, you know, how am I going to pay for the electric bill this month? Right. But what I know can happen because I just know some people in my life that I know is that it becomes normal. Kind. Let me just let me make a really a really crazy leap real quick. Mm, OK, this is about to be real crazy. OK, let's go with it. So, you know how America has sort <laughs> of been. um normalized or numb to the number of COVID deaths. Right. We keep seeing all these numbers of COVID deaths, but it's almost like instead of the more we see, the scarier it is. It's like the more we see, the more we're like, well, people going to die. Right. And I'm obviously not saying that is a joking thing. Like, obviously it's terrible. These people are dying, but think about for the majority, Mm -hmm. the death count is going up, Right. but it's not being taken seriously as much anymore. People are still fighting about wearing masks or not or whatever. That sort of uncomfortableness of like living with these death counts has sort of become normal to us. Mm-hmm. So here we go back over to what we were talking about. Follow me on this journey. Mm-hmm. You get to a point sometimes if you're in your late 20s or early 30s and you're, you've still been doing that like, you know, paycheck to paycheck sort of every now and then you get a boost when you get a tax return or whatever. And then life is really great. Right. You sort of become desensitized to that process. Mm. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I know I have friends and family members who are there right. where, and some, some people will complain and they're like, it's not making any money, but they're also not doing anything to change that. Right. They're just going to complain about it. Right. And once they sort of vent that off, then they're like, okay, but this is my life. And I don't know what to say about that other than that's them choosing to do that. Right. I didn't like that feeling either. No. And I actively was like, I need to do something to you know bust my butt that's when i that's when i when i was like really struggling at work and i got um my voice work on the side mm-hmm. it's usually extra work for you it's whatever when it comes to money it's usually like your time mm-hmm. and it just takes it out of your time so i got voice work on the side that was able to like so i wouldn't worry about if i could pay my electric bill and then i did get to sometimes go out to um max and irma's fridays <laughs> and get a cocktail they have that in ohio but yeah so it's like how much do you want to take? How much are you willing to be normalized to what it is that you're dealing with? And then there are, of course, some people who just are in shitty situations. Right. And that's a whole different group that I, you know, maybe they've gotten an illness or we're just talking, 
you general. Know, this is general, a very broad stroke. No crazy thing like, you know, you got cancer and then this life thing happened. Like, that's sort of a whole other thing that I'm talking about. This right. is just if you're going on, like, the normal path without any huge roadblocks in the way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Does that sound insensitive? It probably does. But no, no, I don't. It sounded fine. How does it, how does it hit you, Scott? As I mean, someone on the opposite end of where we are right now in our lives, I think everything. Well, one, this this kind of tough. Like it it fires it me up because this is why I want to go into the field of mm. motivational speaking. Because if people want to learn and people want to improve, there is a route for it, right? Mm-hmm. And there is work that you could be done. But one of the key words that I keep thinking about is from somebody that I've looked up to for years by the name of Tony Robbins. Mm. Probably heard of him. He's one of like yeah. the top oh, speakers yeah. in the entire world. And he has this whole thing out about raising your standards. And wherever your standard is set, that's what you're going to live up to. And so a prime mm. example of what I yes. was just thinking is, Miguel, when you were you know, in college or even younger, that your whole thought was like, I am not going to be poor. Right. I will do whatever it takes to not be poor and not be in the situation. You raised your standard right there. You said right in that moment that my standard of life is not living in these conditions, I want more. Right. So naturally, you went off and found a way to make it happen. And so one thing that I think about pretty much every day is like, you are going to live up to the standard that you set for yourself. And one thing that I have in my life is I constantly work out because for so long, the standard in my life has been, well, one, when people see me, is they have a certain image. And this could be all in my head, but it keeps me motivated. They see me as athletic. They see me as, you know, a muscular built. And I've noticed that if I ever, like, let's say I'm not working out as much as I have and I, like, maybe some parts of me get a little, like, smaller or whatever, it's immediate because it's a standard that people have set upon me mm-hmm. that they'll even say it like, oh, oh you don't look as you don't look mm-hmm. as big or something or, right. oh, you look bigger. That is the standard set for me. And I have something in my head that's a standard of I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. For my entire life, I've been an athlete. I've done sports all my life. And this is the first time where I'm not actually doing athletics, but I have the standard that I'm an athlete. So that I'm going to keep on working out because that's a standard set above me right now. So I can't step off of that because I want that standard set for me. And on the other vice versa is my standard in life is oh, another prime example is I was never able to make as much money as I am now, even though it's not a lot of money. It's like, like not at all. Right. But. Before I had to pay my own rent, there was no way I could pay rent every month. Mm, but the mm-hmm. standard got raised, as, and this is why I remember the conversation when I moved in with Miguel. Is like, mm-hmm. he asked me, he's like, "Hey, here's what the rent is month to month. Do you want me to lower? Is there something that like, do you need? Because I could adjust for you." And I said, "No, because I could live up to the standard if you set it. You have to set the standard for yourself, so you're going to live up to it." And I knew in that moment, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not making it right now." But I will live up to the standard to make sure that I pay it every month. And that's when I started doing Uber Eats. That's when mm-hmm. I started doing Uber. Whatever side work I needed to do, I knew the standard was this amount every month and I was going to live up to it. And so some people don't want to raise that standard. But I think there's a route of people that do. Yeah. And if there is a standard of life that you want, raise the standard for it. You know, whatever that vision looks like because you have certain things in your life. If you want, if you want to be comfortable, like Holly, you are just saying, like you didn't want to that your bills, like mm-hmm. you didn't want to live in that uncomfortable feeling of month to month. That was your standard. You wouldn't want to live there. Right. So I didn't like it. You lived the process of getting into a place where every month it's not stressful. Right. right. And it's one of the most powerful things I've ever heard, mm. especially from him, is like the standard that you set for your life, you will live up to, but it's up to you to decide where that standard lies. Maybe a lot of people don't know they have that power within them. Mm. You think that's a thing? Absolutely. Yeah. And oh, that, abs- yeah. they they that's what I want to do. That's yeah. why I want to do what I like. Motivation is like, got it. 
Because I do believe that we all have this potential that we could fulfill, but it's about the people that you surround yourself with that are actually going to inspire you to make those things happen. Yeah. If you constantly tell yourself, well, I can't do it, of course, that's your standard. Hello, like we just it. went back around to self-talk and exactly. here we are. Boom. And that's why, I mean, again, I think we all struggle with it, but it's what you do about it afterwards that actually truly matters. Mm. Like, oh yeah, I suck. Well, yeah, you're saying to yourself right now that the standard of you is you suck. But if I'm like, for me, as a 23-year-old who has no idea what the vision of the future will look like, my standard right now is that I am going to be at the top of my game. And of course, other things have changed, but I want to be successful in my career, but also I want to have a family, kids, and be able to support everyone around me. I have the standard set. So whatever it's going to happen, I'm going to make it happen in some sort of way. I don't know what that route looks like right now, but my standard is I want to be the best. Right. Mm. So but you don't I'm need to work upon that. You don't need the route right now. Exactly. But I do have the standard set. Right. So that keeps me motivated on a day-to-day to constantly push myself. But I could say, like, right now, I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable. Like, my standard's right here. Mm-hmm. But then I'll never do anything to improve. I'll probably, just, you know, maybe show up late here and there. If it was my standard of working, I'd probably not work out as much because the standard is well. You know, and he uses the example of, like, you know, a lot of people, or like if you're a smoker mm. and you want to quit, you right. know, you say that you're a smoker, you want to quit, but the constant standard that you set upon yourself is, uh, well, I'm a smoker, so I'm always going to be a smoker. Right. Well, of course you're never going to quit because that's what you're telling your brain. When well, you've so already that's decided what... that you're not going to. You have an option to get past that, but you have to change the way you approach it within yourself. Get because what rut. you think is what you manifest. Absolutely. And, and if... this goes back to the secret, too. Right. Absolutely. All... This... Well, I... And I did want to also say that, uh, Miguel, we had a little off-air conversation when somebody said something about you being an athlete. And that feeling, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like, inst- like, and those are those little sudden changes of, like, you know, it, I do it to myself where I'm, like, if I'm not feeling like working out, I'm, like, well, I'm an athlete. This is what athletes do. Mm. And it's, like, instead of, you know, riding by a mirror and you're, like, well, you fat piece of crap. It's, like, right. you change it. You athlete. Look at you go. Mm. Because it, that's that positive reinforcement where you're kicking back in where it's, like, mm-hmm. that feels much better. And so the next time you do it, you're reinforcing that whole statement to get it going. And so it's like those little changes, although it sounds dumb in the moment, they have much longer lasting effects in the long game. Mm. I think this is all the embodiment of you have to take responsibility for the energy you bring into your space. Boom! (laughs) That's the fucking mission statement of our show. It is. And I mean, that's why we're so good at talking about this. Because that's what our goal all is. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's why... I think it works so good and that that's why it worked out so well when Scott joined the show because he's in that same mindset. mindset. Yeah. So that's what we believe. That's what our show believes. And maybe if you and the M&H fam, if you're on that wavelength too, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that we can all do as a group. And I don't mean just one-off things. I mean, raise the collective. Right, right. The more we know about this, talk about it, encourage people through it, the more people in the M&H fam get those, you know, uplifting vibes too. Mm. And they're able to make those changes that are ad- admittedly difficult. Absolutely. But so worth it. Holly, like you said earlier, lazy is as lazy does. <laughs> lazy is as lazy does, y'all. So, <laughs> so platypus. No, I love that. I love all of this. And this is literally when Holly and I sat down back in 2015 yes and we cr- drafted a mission statement for our show that was pretty much what it was is yeah. making sure that we are helping to raise 
the collective conscious of Tampa Bay and making sure that you don't feel alone and that you can do the damn thing. Yeah. I mean, that started being my life mission, Miguel, when we discovered Super Soul Sunday. Yeah. Because some of those speakers on Oprah's show, on the Super Soul Sunday show, they will take you to that place of higher collective. And it was like a shocker for me because no one had told me that stuff before. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I'm like, what the fuck have we been doing? Just doing this nonsense radio BS about mm-hmm. like checking in on some guy that tore down some other guy's deck. <laughs> we need to be focused on helping people. And right. it was like this whole life change. And I credit that show with helping me realize that this is what our purpose is. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why our show is so unlike other morning shows is because we do everything with intention. Mm. We don't just do it. No. I was just giving some uh, radio people some younger people some advice on their morning show and i said make sure that whatever you do you have intention whether it is to make people laugh to make people cry to make them understand you or to relate to them Mm -hmm. just do it with intention yeah there's gotta be meaning behind it holly what's all your social media radio holly on instagram tiktok and twitter and uh, Holly on Hot 101.5 on Facebook. Scott? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I'm so mad I missed the T-T-T. Ah, I know. I got to sneak S-C-O-T-T-T. it in. S-C-O-T-T-T. Uh, I am Miguel Fuller, at Miguel Fuller on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Radio Miguel. For those little inspirational memes every morning. That's right. But not on the weekends, though. Just Monday through Friday. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's when you enough. get it. Yeah. If you want a uh, Miguel and Holly sticker, always email me. I get, I've get i gotten a lot of emails this week from Miguel and Holly fan members that are like, I just, I'm wondering if, no, don't wonder. I got a lot of stickers. I'll tell Put you if we don't. Put your damn address now. Right. Listen, I order some when they have a discount every week, so we will never run out. So, oh, hey, got a message. Uh, so just send me an email, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com with your name and your address, and we will get you those stickers. Make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to please rate, leave us a review, and subscribe. And you can always listen on the Hot1015 app. We'll see you next week. Catch up on previous episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5 app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Quarantine edition from Hot 101.5. Made hot by Corona Beer.